Witches are reawakening to their power all over the world right now. The world is being reclaimed. We celebrate in gratitude. Welcome to Bossy Bruja Podcast with your host, Ayodele Fuega of BossyBruja.com. Ayo is here to encourage and inspire you to live your best, most enchanted life. On this podcast, we'll discuss magic, empowering ideas, powerful spiritual practices, and books to support you on your path. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful you're here. Here's Ayo. Blessings. This is Ayodeli Fuega of BossyBruja.com. Welcome back to the podcast. It is after two o'clock in the morning um, on the night of the Virgo full moon, 2021, February um, 28th. And I wanted to come on and make a quick podcast. Um, I am sleepy, but I feel really good. I'm in a really great mood right now. And I wanted to share um, some ideas about um, how to handle loneliness. So I think I've already done a podcast like this before, but we're going to do another one. I am drinking Arabica uh, coffee with Lion's Mane, which was given to me uh, as a gift from Midnight by Verbena, Miss um, C. Farmer. And um, I made it with a base of Ayaso tea, original Ayaso brewed tea. So I'm going to be enjoying a little bit of coffee while I speak to you for just a few minutes. This one should be pretty uh, short because I want to sleep. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about what I, what I just said, uh, responding to loneliness. If you're in a space right now where you're feeling kind of lonely, but you also um, are not... Uh, about to be hanging out, like you don't have the time or you need to focus on some work things, some personal goals, or, you know, maybe you're spending some time away from other humans because of COVID-19 or whatever uh, the case may be. So if you're feeling like this is a good time for you to retreat, I'm also going to light up a spliff. Uh, but if you're feeling like this is a good time for you to retreat, um, but um, also that you, it's uncomfortable. You know, you have to, but it's uncomfortable. Uh, we're going to be talking about some ways uh, that you can help yourself, honor yourself through that process. Uh, and this is an important conversation uh, because I recently decided that I'm going to kind of retreat. And, you know, during February, I was super excited. I'm like, you know, I want all the friends, people come over, come visit me, come see me. Let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's be friends. Um, but then the, the page started growing. <laughs> it grew super fast. It grew like 6,000 followers in one month, which is unprecedented, at least on my page. Um and with that growth came a lot of orders. So they kind of cut off the coming to my house unless you're coming to work, <laughs> you know. Uh, so one of my friends, um, she's actually my hairstylist slash model. She's been um, working during the day because she has her own business. She's an Aries. So she's one of these people who is like an energizer bunny. Uh, so after working all day, almost every single day for the last two weeks, um, she comes to my house uh, to help me 
fulfill orders. So I'm really excited and grateful and blessed to have her, uh, especially as we approach my move day, going to be moving the store up to New York uh, so that my sisters can uh, take over most of the fulfillment for me. Okay, so I decided that I'm going to kind of pull back and, you know, a little less social life, a little more work life. Okay. Um, and I noticed that a few of the people around me had a problem with that. So let's, let's discuss this really quickly. Now I do want to preface this by saying that I'm not angry at anyone. I don't, I'm not like harboring ill will or anything like that. I'm not upset at all, but I did notice some, some behavior that I think it would be helpful to address, right? I think that it would be helpful because one, if you deal with this kind of uh, reaction to you deciding to withdraw and focus on work, you know, I'm going to give you some ideas about how to handle it, maybe give you some clarity about what's happening and why some icky feelings come up. So let's say you decide, you know, you want to focus on work and you need to give a little bit uh, extra um attention and time to your business, which means when you have free time, you will be working and not hanging out, talking on the phone, texting, kicking with motherfuckers. Okay? So you decide to retreat and to focus on work. It could be anything, any kind of work, your business, your spiritual um, work, your studies, whatever it is that you're choosing for yourself. And you get a response from people, you know, you make the announcement, you let people know, phone's going to be on, do not disturb, airplane mode, I'm busy, I won't be around, expect me to not be in this motherfucker. And the response you get to that, you know, from people is, oh my God, what's going on? Are you mad at me? Why, why aren't you answering? I've been trying to contact you. When can I hang out with you? When can I come over? And just, just a slap in the face of complete and total uh, disrespect, a complete lack of um, acceptance and honor and the you know when that happens it feels gross it feels completely disrespectful and extremely weird but you may not have a language for what's happening right especially if you have anyone who's kind of engaging in some type of an imaginary beef with you or like they're they're creating some type of an imaginary drama. They have this fantasy drama happening in their head where because you're choosing to withdraw into yourself, to retreat a little bit, to focus on the things that are important to you, um, now they have made up in their mind that you must be mad at them specifically. And that is the reason you're not answering the phone. It has nothing to do with your clearly communicated and plainly stated intentions of redistributing your attention to focus more on your work, right? Because that would be too easy. It would be too easy that what you said it is, is what it is, right? It would be too easy for these people. Uh, so they decide that uh, you must be upset with them. You must have a personal um, problem with them, that it's about them, Um so what's happening here when people start the the weird emotional um, fantasy dramas is emotional manipulation. That's what that is. 
trying to force someone to engage by creating an imaginary emotional drama. You are mad at me. What did I do? Are we good? Why can't, why can't we hang out? You know? And then if just saying this for everyone and you know, who needs to hear it, towing your, your friends, uh, boundaries, towing the line with them is not cool. It's extremely disrespectful, dishonorable, unrighteous, ridiculous, pathetic, pitiful, and it needs to stop. So if your friend says, I no longer, I no longer listen to this artist, I'm boycotting them, I will no longer listen to them. For you to show up and say, well, I know you don't listen to them, but will you listen to them with me? They just came out with a new album and I really like it. And I would like to, I want you to listen to it with me. Wanting to be the exception to someone's boundaries, standards, and rules is fucking weird behavior. And you should stop being a fucking weirdo, period. Okay. Um, so understanding when you're being emotionally manipulated is I think the first step to becoming immune to that kind of childish ass, immature, ridiculous behavior from people. Um, and I think that um, understanding what it is could also help some of the people who do it um, not lose friends, not, like not ruin perfectly good friendships. Because whether or not people know that they're being emotionally manipulated, there's no way to make that feel good to someone. So you will start to make people feel uncomfortable around you if you are an emotional manipulator. If you come up with imaginary dramas, if you are this kind of person who, when someone sets a boundary, you toe the line, or you're trying to become the exception to their rule or their boundary standard, or if when they say, okay, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now, you decide all of a sudden this is the perfect moment. This is the moment to now invade their space, their psychic space, emotional, energetic space, their physical space, and to become an emotional and mental drain on them. If you don't want to be a friendless bitch out here in these streets, you need to get that shit together. You need to tighten up. You need to gather yourself and give people space when they are not even asking for it, but taking it, okay? Um, and I think that that has to deal with um, our own feelings of loneliness and desperation for other people's attention and energy. You need to learn how to feed yourself your own energy. So I'm going to give you my number uh, three. I think I have top three. My top three um, ways to deal with that kind of loneliness and desperation for other people's energy, that clinginess. When you are in a space where you know you would benefit to be alone, to spend time alone, to focus on your work, your projects, your personal development, improvement, uh, working out, weight loss, staying your black ass in the damn house <laughs> during COVID-19, okay, whatever it is. Um, but it's uncomfortable for you, here's what I recommend you do. If you're feeling somewhat 
what somewhat lonely and a little bit stressed out due to that loneliness, I recommend that you enter into a creative space. What I mean by that is three very specific things. One, making art. I'm not joking. I don't give I don't give a damn if it's a damn finger painting, okay? So number one, making art. It could be writing, painting, sculpting, making a damn mug, photography, videography, whatever. It could be a damn skit for TikTok. I don't give a fuck what it is. But make some art. This is really good for you because all of these are good for you, all three of my tips, because you will become mentally and emotionally absorbed in the process of creating and there will be very little space left for you to um, fill up with feelings of loneliness. So one is make art. Two is make your environments beautiful. Your environments include your body, your mind, your emotions, your bedroom, your home, your vehicle, whatever that may be, your sacred space, your workspace, okay? All of your spaces, your desks, desk, desks. I have multiple desks, so I put an S on that. If you, Most people probably have one. <laughs> so your desk. Whatever your environments, your environments or whatever physical spaces you find yourself in and your primary uh, physical space is, oh, physical and non-physical, but your primary uh, space is your mind and your body, okay? So we're bringing some beauty here. Make it beautiful. And my third tip is... Um, creating your life. So that's goal setting. It's deciding what you desire. And I do have a creative process, which I discussed on my last live with Sleeping Moon Astro, my personal astrologer, um, one Trey Xavier. So if you were on that live, you heard it. But if you were not, I'm about to give it to you. So write this down and use it. The creative process. Consciousness is life. That means that whatever you believe, perceive, understand, know, think becomes your life. It shows up in your actual real world, okay? So because consciousness is life, it would be uh, beneficial to each of us to work on our consciousness. So if you are going to be doing tip three, which is create your life, create the next chapter of your life. Um, here are the four steps that I recommend for changing your consciousness so that you can begin to experience what you're choosing for yourself. Number one, what would I like to experience? Ask yourself this, what would I like to experience? What would I like? What's my ideal? What, be, what would be the ideal outcome? If I could have anything in the world, where would I live? What would I drive? What would I eat? What would I wear? How would I look? What would my love life be like? How would it feel? So the first thing is, what would I like to experience? The second thing is, what do I need to believe? What do I need to believe? Meaning, what do I need to believe in order to experience this? Consciousness is life. What beliefs do I need to have? What beliefs do I need to hold? What beliefs do I need to embody in order to experience this? So if you want to be wealthy... I need to believe that wealth is possible. I need to believe that wealth is easy, that wealth is available, accessible, readily available and accessible to me, okay? The third step is 
asking yourself, what do I need to believe about myself? I've talked about this uh, quite a few times in the last few months that uh, in order to manifest something with ease, you need to be able to uh, see yourself in it, with it, there, experiencing it. So visualizing is, is going to be top notch here. Actually getting in your car or on the plane and going to the place is going to help. Meaning if you want to own a beach house on Tulum, it would be helpful to go to Tulum and, you know, stay in a, an Airbnb beach house. It would be helpful. This is called dream casting. Put yourself in the dream. You go there. <laughs> you, you know, there are even castles you can stay in on Airbnb. Now, if you want to own a castle, it would be helpful to go stay in a castle. You know what I'm saying? Um, so those things are helpful, uh, go, dream casting, visualizing, but also looking at people who remind you of yourself experiencing the thing, right? That's why it's helpful to have, um, you know, people who look like you, people who remind you of you, people who could be you, maybe people from your hood, people from the same place you're from. Um, and seeing and enjoying the thing. So if you know that there is someone who is experiencing a level of success in a specific life area, maybe someone who is in a very happy, uh, loving, romantic partnership, um, I think there's a plane flying. I have headphones on so I can hear it through the headphones. That's so weird. I'm sorry about that. Okay, so if you know that there's you want to experience a loving relationship, uh, that's what you would like to experience. What do you need to believe that it's possible, that it's real, that it's available, um, that you're dope motherfucker, so dope motherfuckers must exist. You ain't the only dope motherfucker uh, they created. Uh, therefore, other dope motherfuckers must exist. And I believe that I'm deserving of it, right? So that's step three. What do I need to believe about myself? I'm worthy of it. I deserve it. I'm good enough right now, okay? Even with the food pot, I'm worthy of it right now. That's step three. And then being able to, to see yourself in the picture. So if you, you, you know, your high school best friend who reminds you of yourself and, you know, y'all could be sisters, uh, crying out loud you know y'all could be sisters y'all are so similar if she's in a beautiful romantic loving partnership following her online seeing her pictures feeling joy uh, at seeing her um in, enjoying and experiencing love right that would be helpful to you now step four is really really important um, all of these steps I believe are important, but I really, really, really like this one. Number four is what do I need to believe about the creative process? What do I need to believe about the process of attracting, magnetizing, manifesting, demonstrating, um, experiencing, um, connecting with, aligning with, attuning to this reality? What do I need to believe about that? Uh, it's easy. It's fun. It happens immediately. The, the more I focus on it, the more it expands. Uh, any challenge that I previously e experienced is now removed. This entire process is an adventure. I love every bit of it. I'm bigger than any issue I could possibly face. In fact, every issue is now used for my absolute good. All problems are solvable and I solve them now immediately in consciousness so that I don't have to experience them physically. What do I believe about the process of creating the thing that I desire? So one, 
well, b- before anything, consciousness is life. Your thoughts, beliefs, um, habitual uh, thoughts and, and mental patterns, these become your reality. So one, what would I like to experience? What would you like to experience, my love? Two, what do you need to believe in order to experience this? Three, what do you need to believe about yourself in order to experience this? And four, what do you need to believe about the process of creating, manifesting, attracting, demonstrating, et cetera, this experience? So yeah, you're feeling like it's a great time for you to retreat, then absolutely do. But if you find yourself feeling uncomfortable in that space, go into a um, go into the, the, the creative space. Just try it out before you, you know, start texting your ex and start inviting people over to the house, especially if you made a commitment to yourself to exercise or, you know, to spend your evening studying and reading and practicing your Arabic or whatever it is you're doing. Go into the creative process. Make art. You're, you know, that might be you working on your book of shadows. Make your environment beautiful or and or and or. <laughs> begin uh, creating the next life chapter. Consciousness is life. What would I like to experience? What do I need to believe in order to experience this? What do I need to believe about myself? What do I need to believe about the creative process? So that's all I wanted to share tonight. Quick 20-minute podcast. Love you guys to the sun and back. I hope you have a great, great day. We'll speak again soon. Happy Sabbath to all of you. Peace. Thank you for joining us on the Bossy Bruja podcast. We're inspired by you and hope you are inspired along with us. To learn more about Ayadeli and to find more ways to live your best, most enchanted life, go to bossybruja.com, bossybruja.com, where you can read the blog, find prayers, invocations, and our witchcraft shop, where we have a carefully selected curation from books to abalone shells, crystals to smudges, and many delights in between. We are with you in this reawakening and are so glad you're here. Stay bossy, Bruja.